Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We are at a point now with the Knicks where I don't think it is fair if you put a cap on what they can do. And uh, guilty is charged. You know, I've been doing it all year long. Well, okay, yeah, they could get into the postseason. Maybe they'll be a play-in team or, all right, so they'll be a top six seed. But really, what's that going to mean? They're going to be out in the first round anyway. And then even recently in the last couple of weeks, it's been more, well, you know what? Maybe they could beat the Cavs in the first round. But, all right, the you know, winner first-round series only happened once in the last 20-plus years. But that's still a good season, but they're going to get ousted in the second round. And even if you take it a step further, which we felt like at times last week, maybe it would be okay to say, hey, you know what? This team could be competitive in the second round. And who knows? Right now, and I don't want to get caught up in the immediate hype, but this is not immediacy. This is a team that has won nine in a row. This is a team that just went into... Boston, one of the best teams in the league, and obviously their conference as well, Boston right now the two seed behind Milwaukee, a couple games behind Milwaukee. The Knicks, who just beat Boston the other night, oh yeah, but no Jalen Brown. They, They went up to Boston in a game where, I don't know about you, but I didn't give them any chance. Again, even with liking this team, even with knowing what they're capable of, Going into Boston, even with Brunson there, would have been a tough challenge. An angry Celtics team. Brown is back. Celtics need that win. They were embarrassed last time with the Knicks. Knicks have owned them this year. It's just a tough place to play in general. I mean, at some point, the Knicks are going to lose a game, I think. But without Brunson, I was almost, I I swear to you, thank God my wife went upstairs and fell asleep because she was going to come back downstairs. She goes to put the baby up to sleep. And sometimes she comes back downstairs, and that's like our movie time. We're going to watch the Chris Rock Netflix special, which I still didn't get around to do. And she fell asleep, and I'm like, all right, Knicks it is. And, I mean, how did they go into Boston? And, by the way, at times, did all they could do to lose that game in the end? Julius Randle. I mean, I love Randle. He's a beast. Tough guy. He drives me nuts at the end of these games. Nuts. Get the ball. I know Brunson's not there, but still, find somebody else. Get the ball out of his hands. He wouldn't pass to R.J. Barrett. Now, I'm not saying I would either, but Julius Randle not passing to Barrett where he's clearly open. Julius Randle traveling. I mean, it drives you nuts. The Quentin Grimes horrible foul when defending Jalen Brown to give them the end one to tie the game. Anyway, the Knicks did a bunch of things at the end of that game where you figured, all right, well, it's a great effort here, but they're going to lose this game. They didn't. They win the game without their best player on the road in double overtime. That is an unbelievable win. By itself, that would be an unbelievable win. The fact that they've won nine in a row, and we talked about this difficult schedule going down into Miami. They won that game in Miami, beating the Celtics last week, crushing the Nets, who all of a sudden themselves don't look as bad as the Knicks made them look the other night. You can't, it would be a disservice. Now, let the chips fall where they may. I mean, maybe the Knicks get ousted in the first round. It's probably likely with their history, right? But why should we continue to doubt a team that is proving right in front of us? They are proving it. We're watching it with our own eyes. They are worthy of more than just, eh, maybe they can win a first-round matchup. I'm not saying they're on 
the Bucks and Celtics and Sixers level, but I am saying that I would at this point right now, I would not be shocked if the Knicks beat one of those teams. Now, a long way to go to get there. They have to win a first round series. But well, what are you telling me? The Sixers never disappointed before in the postseason? What, the Celtics or Bucks have never had a bad series loss? It happens. And this Knicks team is one of those teams that if we weren't so close to it, if we didn't endure all the crap that we've had to endure for 20-plus years, two decades, if we didn't have to endure all that, maybe we'd be looking at it a little differently. Who's to say this Knicks team can't be like the Hawks team from a couple years ago? That... Not many people thought they were going to beat the Knicks in that first round. And then they end up going to the conference finals. Who's to say that this Knicks team can't go on a run? What are they missing exactly? The number one thing people seem to say about this Knicks team, what they're missing, is a superstar. right? Well, they're missing that one star. Yeah, okay, and the counter to that is that, yes, you're right, but... The players that they have here, if not on a consistent nightly basis, at least at times show that they can be stars. Julius Randle is a star. I don't think anybody's now nah, he's not a a perfect player. He's got his flaws, specifically holding the ball at the end of the game. I mean, even against Miami, that was a it was lucky. Cause you know what you're thinking. Same thing I was. Oh my god, yeah, will you just Please give the ball up. What are you doing? And then he knocks it down. It went from, what do you know? No, to complete jubilation. Yeah, Randall, you're the man. I'm getting that jersey. But he is a star. Flaws, sure, star player. Jalen Brunson, beyond he's a superstar player. Beyond what anybody thought we were going to get with him. Outside of the Knicks, to their credit. They saw potential superstardom. That's exactly what he is. And then you throw on the other guys. This is the key. The other guys. Because all of a sudden, you start to look at the depth on this team. With Josh Hart, he's a winning player. He's the guy that we've seen on other teams for the past two decades thrive in the postseason and help teams move on in the postseason. Quentin Grimes with his defense and shooting, one ass. Mitchell Robinson, defensively, around the rim, rebounding the ball. Excellent big man. Different big man, right? Not going to stretch the floor, not a threat offensively at all. But he does what he does extremely well. Rebound, play some defense. And then you start to get to a couple of the big boys. R.J. Barrett, who has come under a lot of fire this year for not being able to take that next step. You know what? He's not consistent. However, on any given night, he has the ability to go off. This is not some stiff like Kevin Knox. The only problem with R.J. Barrett is that he was drafted third overall behind Zion and Ja Morant. And by the way, Ja's got his own problems right now. But the only problem is that he was drafted so high that the expectations are through the roof. If Barrett were a top 10 pick but not in the top three, maybe it'd be a different story. You are getting, the Knicks are getting production from R.J. Barrett. And it's not even a knock on him necessarily. It's what they need. For the Knicks to get to that next level, they need Barrett to be more of a star player. And he was that last night. Knocking down a few threes, getting to the free throw line, attacking the rim, on the boards. So Barrett has the potential to be that guy. You know who else has the potential to be that guy? Emmanuel Quickly. You know, it's funny. I like, I've always liked Quickly, but then he did things that Drove you nuts. Bad shots, and I didn't think he was good on the ball. I'd rather have him off the ball and shoot. But he has come into his own. Even that, you know, the the float game for Quickly, which was a strength of his when he first came out on the scene, and then he went into a little bit of a funk. You've seen some ups and downs with him, 
right now he is clearly on top of his game, playing as confident as ever. And really there isn't anything he can't do on the floor. He can get inside. He can play defense. He can knock down the three. He took over that game. I mean, he was the star of the game. And it's why I saw Evan, you know, Evan Roberts of Afternoon Drive fame, the big Nets fan on the station, or one of the two big Nets fans on the station, him and Keith. He was tweeting about the Knicks. I wonder why. And he was saying that everybody looks exhausted. And I didn't have it in me to get into another Twitter battle. I'm just, I'm done with those things. I had enough of it over the weekend. But the reality is, about three minutes before that, I was about to say, Quickly's played 50 minutes, this game's double overtime, and this dude's still, still going like the Energizer Bunny. Evan's like, everybody's winded. No. Yeah, maybe everybody looks gassed, except for IQ. He was still playing at a high level at an incredible pace throughout his 55 minutes, throughout double overtime. 38 points for Emmanuel quickly, seven assists, four steals. That is another guy who's got the potential to pick up the slack if one of the star players has an off night. The Knicks have something here. They have some role players. They have an experienced coach who knows what the hell he's doing and obviously teaching these guys. They are, when we used to look at them even a couple years ago, when they were the 4C in the Eastern Conference and, and lost to Atlanta, they were, they didn't have defined roles. They were kind of a, a mishmash. In the end, a little bit, you know, maybe they started to have more of a, uh, they looked like a more cohesive unit, although they had clear areas of deficiency. I mean, they couldn't shoot for starters. This is an actual team. You know what you're getting from everybody on the floor. They're a team, a team that has fun, a team that plays hard, a team that plays together. They're a good team. And there really is no reason at this point other than their history, there is no real reason to look at them as significantly less than the others. Now, that doesn't mean I would pick them to beat Milwaukee because I wouldn't. But let's not make it like the Sixers, the Celtics. These teams are unbeatable by any stretch of the imagination or less about those teams and more about the Knicks. Let's not make it like this is the little engine that could Knicks. They are an underdog, sure, but they're actually good. And at some point, probably soon, maybe today, at some point, people are going to start to trust them. And one of the reasons why we're hesitant to trust them, what happens when you open yourself up to trust? You get hurt. It never fails. You open yourself up, boom, you get disappointed. That's why we're afraid to go all in. That's why we're afraid to trust. But if you don't trust this Knicks team, if you're not enjoying this ride or believing that this team can do, as Lugie famously said, damage, you're doing yourself a disservice because they can do damage in the postseason. Will they? Different story, but you know what? I'll be locked in to find out. And that may have been, and we'll get to your calls on the other side, 877-337-6666. That may have been the most pumped up or excited or into a regular season game that I have been in a long time. Now, a couple years ago, it was a fun run, and we got into it, and it was great. This was different. This is different now. No Brunson on the road against the Celtics, looking for nine straight, trying to close the gap on Cleveland for that four spot. It's different now. Playoff intensity in the regular season for the Knicks a team that regularly won under 20 games for how many years? The Knicks are legit. And there's no more, at least from me, no more putting a ceiling on what they could do. I think at this point, anything is possible 
with the New York Knicks. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We have a mic and you have a phone. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com. Salicata back on the fan, 877-337-6666. Good to have Fleegs back in the house, back from a nice long vacation. Welcome back, Fleegs, on this Monday morning at 1.20 a.m. How you doing? Oh, it's I'm so thrilled to be back. There's no place I'd rather be, not in the Caribbean, not in Florida. I want to be here at 1.21 a.m. We'll get into your thoughts on, you saw the Mets just once? Did you see them in Jupiter on no, Saturday, just, right? No, just Saturday afternoon, the Verlander game. The Verlander game. We'll get into that in a little bit. I want to get into your trip. But nice to have you back. We had uh, a couple of uh, rotating guys. We had Manny last week. We had Brian McKeon last week. So it's good to have Fleegs back uh, in the house with us after his nice vacation. And I know the feeling. I, I still don't think I've recovered from coming back after Aruba. I mean, you get away for a week. I don't care where you are. You're away from the week. You're off the overnight. You're feeling good. Then you come back, and it is a rude awakening. Monday morning. What time What time did you get in last night, Fleegs? Uh, right around this time yesterday, 24 hours ago. Oh. Trying to from going from sleeping every day from like midnight to six thirty, midnight to seven, to figuring out in one day, less than a day, how to get back on an overnight schedule. Oh, your wife is happy. You're around all the time. You guys are going to bed together. You're waking up together, and now back to reality. Oh, it's it's a rude awakening. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. We're talking Knicks. Chris is calling from Farmingdale. What's up, Chris? Go New York. Go New York. Go. Go New York, go New York, go. I don't care what anybody says about this team. We are an elite team. We don't need superstars. You know what we need? A complete team, and that's what we got. I am pumped. Nine in a row. You should be, Chris. I mean, this just doesn't happen very often. And I do think we have to credit everybody involved, whether it's Jim Dolan, Leon Rose, the entire front office, Tibbs, obviously the players. They've done a nice job, the Knicks in particular, being patient early on where it looked like it was just going to be another lost season and another coach getting fired and start over again. They have really turned into a a very good basketball team that, to me, has no limitations anymore. It doesn't. And this team can go as far. You you know know me, Sal. I don't don't go crazy. But Mm, you you know you and I know. Never. No, you never go crazy. You never take things too far, Chris. You're always level-headed. You never push the limits or go too far at all with anything. Hey, and I don't call you a chick either, okay? So, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not that oh, Will you nice. stop with that? Yeah, no, what a rough weekend I had. Think you're so crazy about that. But, um... Well, know. think about this, Chris. You've listened to me for a, a while, right? I mean, I feel like we've talked Years, quite yeah. a bit. Of all the stuff that I've done, I mean, I'm on the air roughly 20 hours a week. I've been doing the overnights in particular for almost two years. That means 20 hours a week for almost two years. And 
a, a little stupid clip like that for 30 seconds or whatever it was, a minute of me yelling at some caller, that's the thing that blows up, and that's what I'm, I'm known for, yelling at this guy, calling him an idiot. I mean, uh, You know what's funny? I, t- I tuned you on. like I was. I think I was, I was doing an Uber ride. I, I was coming back. I was coming from back to the city. I just happened on the radio, and I heard the rest of your rant. I started dying. I was just <laughs> laughing. I'm like, that's why I love Sally. Right. You guys love that stuff, and I'm embarrassed by it. I don't no, understand Sal, it. Please. Because I'm the same way. I go crazy. I'm Italian. I get, I get so mad. I, you, you, when you get upset, start yelling at people, I'm the same way. I'm like, yes, roast this guy, Sal. Please roast this guy. <laughs> I can't stand it. I know. Like, I know. I, look, here, here's, here's what I'll say on this, and then we can just move on to the Knicks again. What you're getting with me, this is a real show, no gimmick. So it's me. Whether I'm in a bad mood, whether I'm in a great mood, whether something you know pushes the wrong button, in that particular moment, on that night, I wasn't having it, and the caller was, in fact, an idiot, and I lost it. And that's what happened. So I think people can relate. But it doesn't mean that I'm proud of it. And I just wanted to clear that up. No, I, I get you, man. I, I totally get you. But it, it's hard. It's, I get it. You get so many calls that they... They make they, they don't make a point, you know. It's like they, it's like do they do they really yeah. know his, about no sports? his point his point was blaming me for the Mets losing the division last year. I mean, <laughs> come on. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> by one by one game. <laughs> oh man, it's right, right. They still won. I jinxed them. I you know what? If anything. And then you get other people being like, oh, he doesn't want to be accountable for his wrong opinion. I, first of all, we've gone over this. I, I was accountable for it. If anything, I was just wrong on the Braves. I didn't think the Braves were going to come back. I thought the I, I nailed the Mets. Nobody I said the Mets that. were good. They were. Yeah, no, nobody nobody called that the way the Braves and came now, back. And now what it. I'm going to do for you, Chris, because I know you're level-headed and even-keeled, and generally I'm not, the Knicks are going to win the Eastern <laughs> Conference. I feel it. I'm t- that's what th- Thank you. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm not surprised that they go to the finals. What happened with Boston last year? I, re- I, rem- <laughs> I remember when Archie Barrett hit that game-winning 3.3-pointer and we beat Boston. I, I, want- I hate Boston so much. I put on their radio station, their post-game show, like, oh, we got to fire this guy. We got to fire that guy. And they were like, I'm so disgusted. And next thing you know, Boston, after that game, I think they just took off. And, and they were under 500 during-, during that time of year. It was late. I think it was like February, beginning of March. They just took off, and they got to the finals. I'm saying to myself, I told everybody around me, I told fellow Knicks fans, can you believe this? Boston's in the finals? I was like, you, 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 can, never, you can never put anything you know, to bed in sports. You never know what's going to happen. And I see the Knicks doing what Boston did last year, only better. I, I'm telling you, we could, look, we may not get to the finals. We might not get anywhere deep in the playoffs. I'm telling you right now, you think the, you think the Sixers – Boston and, and, and Milwaukee saying, oh, I want to play the Knicks in the playoffs. No, they're scared of us. You know, it's just like I don't know if I go – I don't know if I'd go that far, Chris. And as always, thank you for the call. We appreciate you checking in and, and love you being fired up about the Knicks. I'm not going to go that far as to say those teams are scared of the Knicks, but I'll say this. The Knicks are in the conversation. You know how we've been talking about if the Jets get Aaron Rodgers – They'd be in the conversation. Doesn't mean that they're going to the Super Bowl. Doesn't mean that they're beating the Chiefs or going to the championship game. It means that they're in the conversation. Meaning that if things break their way, they can go to the championship game. They can go to the Super Bowl. There are certain teams that even if everything goes their way, they have no chance to get to the ultimate goal. Well, that is not the case anymore with the Knicks. They are in the conversation. They just went to Boston against Tatum, against Smart, against Brown, in their building without their best player, and they went head-to-head, toe-to-toe with them in an intense playoff-like atmosphere game where they were down, you know, down seven or eight at the end, you know, near the end of the third before they go on their run. Up, down, back, forth, giving up a tie, bad possessions at the end of regulation, first overtime, toe-to-toe in Boston with the big bad Celtics without Jalen Brunson facing Tatum, Smart, and Brown, and they beat him. Now, does that mean that the Knicks would beat the Celtics in a series? No, but they're in the conversation. 
They could. And you know who knows that they could even more? Both the Knicks and the Celtics know. This is not the same old Knicks. They're legit now. We have to get over, and I guess that's what the message or the theme of the show today is. We have to, and I'm talking to myself too. Sometimes when I talk to you guys, I'm, I'm really trying to convince myself. We have to get over the fact that the Knicks have sucked for the better part of two decades and that we're just accustomed to them being a disappointment and eventually they'll fail just like we were earlier in the year where we thought that they were going to fire Tibbs and we thought that they were going to you know, go in a different direction and start over again. We've got to get used to the fact that this is a different team now. Randall is a star. Brunson is a superstar. RJ is a contributor. Quickly is a contributor. Mitch, contributor. And so on. Josh Hart. All of them. The shortened rotation has been a godsend for Tibbs. And the players are thriving. Finding what their roles are. And having success. This team, this Knicks team, is in the conversation. It sounds crazy, but the reality is, why can't they be in the NBA Finals this year? Why? We've never seen upsets before? We've never seen a four or five seed go to the Finals? Just because it was predetermined before the season? What if R.J. Barrett all of a sudden plays at a star level down the stretch and in the postseason to go along with Randall and Brunson? What does this Knicks team do right now that makes you doubt them? Or what don't they do that makes you think, ah, you know what, they're not there yet? What don't they do? What, they've got seven fewer wins than Milwaukee? Is that it? I mean, what, what what don't they do exactly? This is not... See, it's also different from what they were a couple years ago. Where you can poke holes in that Knicks team that lost to the Hawks in the first round after being the four seed. You could poke a lot of holes in there. Came out of nowhere, overachieved, didn't really have the talent. They had one star player with Randall. That was it. Now, they've got at least two with a potential for a third on any given night, whether it's quickly, whether it's RJ... And a much deeper bench and a much better rotation. What don't they do? Eli is calling from Queens. What's up, Eli? Hey, Eli. Yeah, hey, what's going Eli? on? What's up, Eli? Shut the shut the uh, radio off so we could talk without the delay there. All right, I'm wondering. I love the New York Knicks set throughout the whole entire game. Somehow, when it comes down to crunch time, we start going iso ball. I want the Knicks I hate to stay it. in their set and play play your pick and roll basketball. Move that ball around. The problem is no Brunson, obviously, last night. But I'd be lying to you if I said that that was the only excuse because we've seen even with Brunson at times, Randall is the guy that still has the ball, you know, ISO Randall, which I just can't stand at the end of the games. But I'm going to chalk it up to they, they missed Brunson at the end of the game, no doubt. Yeah, that's for sure. I agree to that. But with Randall, it's like, you wait for the shot clock winding down, and you take a hero shot. Like I mean, he hits those, those shots from a very pretty common, but he's giving one chance, no offensive rebound. You're shooting this at the end of the shot clock every time. You're not giving yourself a chance. No, he had Randall had a bad and and thank you for the call, Eli. Uh, Randall had a good night overall, but a bad couple of possessions in key spots. The turnover, the bad shot at the top of the key when he was trying to knock down that three and play hero ball. To your point. He had R.J. Barrett open on another one and chose to hold on to it. Um, Randall, at the end of games, cannot have the ball in his hands. It's got to be Jalen Brunson when Brunson's there. And I get that they want to go to him, and I get that he has the potential to hit a big shot, and he's gotten much better at that, and that's fine. But I, I just don't trust him to control the ball. Even when he hit it in Miami, he lost the ball. He coughed it up. Chris is calling from Beacon. What's up, Chris? The Easter Conference is over. Yeah, I love it, Chris. No, it's not. No. <laughs> <laughs> Guess how many minutes I watched of this game last night? Uh, I hope all of it. Zero. Oh, come on. Dude, I, I what are you doing? I had to sleep. I had to work. I drive a truck. Do me crash into a head-on collision? And then no one no, called me. I, I don't. Ball game? 
I have to get no, some wins, no, man. No. It's not playoffs, but, you know. Um, I, but it was like a playoff I, I game. I, yeah, okay. That's good enough. <laughs> um, let me get to the Knicks, but um, quickly, on Friday, I'm not going to do the therapy session because that's Stuart from Brooklyn. He, he, I'll leave that to him for the therapy, Sal. But I pulled the trigger on, on, the, on the piece of equipment. Got it. $1,500. Okay. I'll tell you on Friday. Two options how I went down my wife. You tell me which one happened. The first one, I come in the house. I say, listen to me, lady. I'm buying this equipment. You're not going to say a word or two. Please let me get this equipment, please. Yeah, I'm think- going with option B. Number two, there's no, no doubt that that's what you did. No, it didn't happen. Anyway, that would, that's, what, that's what I was going to. But then she just said, because uh, I was moping around. I got on shit. Let's go buy your equipment. I was just joking. I said, okay. And then I get it. And then she comes home. She's like, how much you pay for this? I said, $1,500. So you just spent $1,500? I said, yeah, you told me to get it. But uh, it is what it is. Um, I'm back. So I'm going good. back to well, it's good. Yeah, it's good to hear. And, and, and now you could DJ our next, uh, our next outing. Yeah. And now, yeah. And then, so I finally set up a Twitter. I followed 76 people, including you, please, all this. No one follows me back. I try to hit you up. You don't see it because you're not going to see it. The little lonely 76 followers. Uh, no, it's not yeah. that. It's that I don't read uh, a lot of the comments, and especially on a weekend. Like I don't know if you know, uh, that, you know, but, blowing up yeah. on Twitter last week. Well, uh, yeah, Friday, and, and, uh, yeah I see that. and then I try to DM you, but you can't even DM you. You have like some block. Maybe you got harassed so much that you blocked that. What you is your DM. What is your handle? Just tell me your handle, and I'll follow you now to make you happy. Sure. What's your yeah, handle? Yeah, good. Well, actually, though, I just got a follower because I have I have resort to. Uh, Posting uh, uh, my wife booty videos just to get just to get What's your handle? And I, and, I, and I got an immediate follow from that. Chris, what right is your, what, what's your handle? Do you even know how Twitter works? What is it? Not really. Um, it's, the, it's my music production thing. I just did. Uh, it's Don D O N underscore Music Group. Okay. And tell Fleek to do it too. But I know he's getting back from vacation. Yeah, you'll be like my second follower. Please don't want to uh, at Don Music Group now, underscore Music Group. If someone else has Don. Don't do that. Don underscore Music Group. Okay, I'm still it's not saying it. Should it. But say anyway. DMG uh, at, at Don Music Group. I don't see DMG. I see Don Music Group. No, this is no, Don. no, no. Don underscore Music Group. Guys with the underscore. Yeah, I, I am putting it in there, but neither of us see it. All right, we'll look. We'll look that up. What's your point about the Knicks that you Don, didn't watch? Don yeah. underscore music group. So. D O N, right? D O N underscore like underscore music group. Okay. All right, I'll, I'll yeah, I'll find you'll it on there it. and, and hit yeah, because then you'll uh, you'll see the thing. What am I talking about now? I don't know. Something sports related. I hope. Uh. Oh, yeah, and you got to get Fleek to get on this thing. Oh, real quick, though, now, real quick, and we'll get to the sports. Like, Hector was right. You got to do the party deck. Don't listen to Stuart because he wants to sit down because he's 80. Okay, and I love you, uh, Stuart, but he's sleeping anyway. But You know what? And we have an if update on 20, that. Yeah, but, well, we have an update on, it was like two, it was 216 yeah. bucks per ticket for the party deck. So I don't know if everybody's going to be in for that or not. But uh, so this week, I'm, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna have to bite the bullet and make a decision if we're going to go what, on that. What day week. are you still doing it? The Friday night in August you're talking I th- about? Or? I th- yeah, I think, I think it's Friday night, August 11th, as of now. That's the furthest they have. Are they all booked? You have to do it. Do you get the whole section? Or do you... Uh... Get no, like you get you it. get as many. Yeah, you get like a part of it. You could do up. To, you could do fifteen. You could do twenty, twenty-five, whatever it may be. And that and, and that one, I think you said all oh, that's against that's the, with the Braves. They don't have anything like against like crappy teams like throughout the whole. Yeah, they do. Summer they for do. Friday night. Uh, they we do. do that, I don't know if, and then if that goes well, we, then we could do the August eleventh for a second one against the Braves, and that's going to be like crunch time. So that's that's better. We should definitely do something at the beginning of the season. Yeah, I don't know. I got to figure it out, but I'll let you know. Right. Anyway, get to um, the Knicks. Okay, real quick. Um, I, yeah, I didn't watch none of it, but uh... – <laughs> Well, then I think our, I think our me... call is done here, Chris, and thank you for the call. I mean, Chris, what are you doing? You're calling, you want to talk about the Knicks? You're telling me about your life? Come on now. I'll lead the conversation. If I ask questions about your wife or what's going on at home, then you can answer it. But you got to come on and start with the Knicks. The thing that's driving me nuts, Fleeks, is I can't find his stupid Twitter handle. It's not No, there. I searched for it. I sent you the picture. We typed in exactly yeah. what he said, and someone else comes up without the underscore. So he's right there. There is somebody who has it without the underscore. That person is coming up, but Chris is not. Maybe he put two underscores in there? At Don... Uh, no, I'm not, that's not it. 
Yeah, I mean, we'd like to follow you, Chris, but it's you gave us the wrong handle. Now I'm following somebody else instead. 877-337-6666. Will is calling from Stanford, Connecticut. What's up, Will? Did you actually am watch really, the Nick game last night? Am I really the next caller after that one? Yeah. <laughs> I hope you watch the game, Will. That was the most ridiculous call I've ever heard. Um, well, Chris, did, Chris is a regular, so he just continues on the conversation that we had last time. We appreciate that. That's why you were staying on the line so long. We love you, Sal. Um, yeah, no, I watched the game, and I was pretty upset with how the Knicks handled the overtime. You give ISO to uh, Julius Randle the whole time. Everyone stands on the side of the court and doesn't even move. So isolated. Julius Randle cannot do a one-on-one. He's not that good. He is the leader of the team. However, he can't make his own shot. He needs plays from Thibodeau to give him the options. And they should have lost that game. However, they pulled through, quickly played an amazing game, and they stuck through it and battled it out. Love Julius Randle. I stuck through him with Kentucky, the Lakers, and all that. It is his team. Jalen Brunson is a facilitator, and he's a dog. I love the Knicks. Let's go, baby. Yeah, agreed. But you kind of hit both there, Will, and thank you for the call. Uh, But I agree with what you're saying. On one end of it, it's Randall cannot have the ball in his hands by himself at the end of these games. Even in the win the other night with Miami, it was a hectic play. He has no control, and he just chucked one up and knocked it down. You give him credit for that. And I'm not knocking Randall. It's just not a strength of his. That is obvious at this point. Imagine in the postseason, a game on the line here, and an important, obviously they're all important, Seven best of seven, you're going to have a game on the line. You're going to decide that with Randall, with the ball in Randall's hands? No way. Not unless Brunson gets it to him with a good look. I don't mind Randall taking the final shot. I don't want him with the ball in his hand. I want Brunson with the ball in his hand to facilitate. Now, we couldn't get that last night because Brunson was out. That's why it's somewhat excusable. It's amazing to me that the Knicks won that game. Matter of fact, maybe it isn't even excusable. It should have been in Quickly's hand anyway. Amazing that they won that game. But they have some dogs. You're right. The Knicks have some dogs. Josh Hart, Emmanuel Quickly, R.J. Barrett, Randall, Mitch, obviously Jalen. They've got a good group here. And they're playing great basketball, nine in a row. And to do it in Miami and in Boston the way that they did, it has been something special here. And now they just got to keep it going. Because with all this talk about the the win streak and catching the Cavs, I mean, they're still behind Cleveland. They've won nine straight and they still trail the Cavaliers. So there are no guarantees that the Knicks are going to get to that four spot, which would mean home court in that first round. And then that poses a whole other challenge. But either way. Right now, I don't think there's any negatives to be had. What do the Knicks not do that makes you think they couldn't go to the Eastern Conference Finals or potentially the NBA Finals? Milwaukee's the most unbeatable team of the bunch, right? I mean, the Sixers can be got. Celtics can be got. Can Milwaukee? I doubt it. But you never know. happened you talked about it on the fan the most successful team in the history of professional sports starting the new millennium the new york yankees are once again world champions when new york sports happens talk about it here the fan 1019 fm and always live on the free odyssey app Salakata back on the fan. We'll get into some of the baseball as well. The Mets all of a sudden have some 
potential issues with their back end of the rotation. You know, we, we know this every year going in on paper. It looks like, oh, well, they're loaded up. What could go wrong? And then before we even get to opening day, we're not even close. Before you even get to opening day, you, you get guys dropping like flies. They'll be all right. But, you know, a tweak in the side for Quintana. David Peterson has a ball go off his foot. X-rays, though, uh, I think showed good. He's just day-to-day. And then with the Yankees, the main talk in camp is Anthony Volpe. And it look, you don't want to overreact or go over the numbers or get caught up in that, as we've done here with the prospects for both the Mets and the Yankees so far this spring. However, everything you hear and read and see about Volpe, I don't know how the Yankees are going to keep him down. Now, they, they probably will. But if he continues like this this spring, they'd be doing themselves and Volpe a disservice by not having him up there. Whether he can play short, whether it's at second base, maybe the Yankees do make a move with Gleyber Torres and open things up for Volpe, and they could have Volpe and Peraza up the middle. Uh, it's exciting times, though, for the Yankees where you could talk about those two guys, especially Volpe being a mainstay on this ball club where the intangibles seem to be off the charts along with the ability. Jim is calling from Haverstraw. What's up, Jim? Sal, what's doing, my guy? How are you, Jim? Good to hear from you. I'm good. I want to uh, talk about the Knicks, but I have nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did you? what did you do at home today? Did you do any dishes? you take out the garbage? Just tell me about that. <laughs> what was that all about? You know, so... Uh, a couple things, right? Uh, the, the rebounding. Um, to get them off their offense board, right, our defense rebound, it was – there was times at the end of – I forget if it was the fourth quarter, first overtime – or first uh, fourth quarter or first overtime, mm-hmm. they got like three or four offensive rebounds in a row, you know, at the – you know, 20 seconds left, 15 seconds left, it drove me mad. Um, and the youth, right? So Grimes, you, all you have to do is not foul. We're up oh, three, yeah. right? Like, what do you do? Just get away from the guy. Like he he tackled them. Like he tripped into him, tackled them. Like it was. Yeah, just, he made just, way too much contact. That was one of the bad plays. They had a couple of bad plays. Randall with the bad offensive possessions. Whether it's not passing to RJ, whether it's the bad three, whether it is him turning the ball over, and then Grimes defensively there. The, you're right. The one thing you cannot do is foul for an N one, and that's exactly what he did. Brunson ate him. Uh, not Brunson. Jalen Brown ate him up. Yeah, exactly. But you say they had just a couple bad plays. That's the. I mean, foul. That's it. That's the play. I mean, you're coming out of the huddle. And it's just like, don't foul. You see the guy uh, beat his first man, and he's driving to the bucket. You're up by three. It's 12 seconds, 11 seconds, 10 seconds. You just step out of the way. I mean, it's just like, you know, I'm banging my head uh, you know, off off the, uh, the TV, man. It right, was, and uh, can you believe they actually won that game then? I mean, with all that that we just talked about, whether that play specifically or the stuff that I referenced before, they still won the game. It's unbelievable. On the road. Yeah, once once it went into overtime, and I think it was right at the beginning, it was like, I think they hit a three. We missed uh, the next shot, and they came down, and I forgot, I think it was Hartford. He he launched up a three. I'm like, this goes in, it's all over. And I think he missed it. And then, you know, it just, it was unbelievable. And I'm like, no way. Uh, Lori, before you, said, and I couldn't believe it. I knew he played a lot, but I couldn't believe it that, um, Randall, right now, just moved ahead number one in minutes uh, played this year. Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised. That's been a thing dating back to a couple years ago when Tibbs took over where, you know, the minutes please come after him and uh, he comes under question for playing these guys uh, a bunch of minutes and and riding them into the ground a little bit. And Randall has been front and center. I mean, going back to when he was All-Star a couple years ago, but... Uh, I, I me personally, I don't have a problem with it. You got you got uh, a few all star players. You ride those guys, shorten up that rotation. The Knicks have benefited because of it, and we'll see if it catches up with them come postseason. But right now, they're benefiting. I'm, I'm completely fine with it, and I knew he was up there, but I didn't know. I was shocked that he was number one. Um, and and that I mean, uh, and and Quiggs, listen. He's young. You ride him. It's cool, but you definitely have to, you know, you're in the locker room at the end of the game. You give him the game ball. I mean, that's just, you, you stepped in. You did your job, right? I mean, I still expect you the next day to be on the court, but, I mean, that's that's good, man. That's, that's you know, this team, 
you know, hearing the guys talk, like they're getting into practice early, they're playing ball. I mean, so I go back, right? I don't know how, I think we're the same age, 45, 46, but I'm Lewis Orr, right? I'm, I'm Kenny Skywalker. I'm Kiki Vandaluigi. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm I love it. <laughs> Kiki who? Kiki who? <laughs> Kiki. Kiki Vandaway. I call him Kiki Vandaway. Yeah, I love that, Jim. I've never heard that before. Vandaweegee. <laughs> Kiki Vandaway. Yeah. Kiki, I'm 43, so I'm a little bit, and I didn't really get into it until a couple of years probably after that, Jim, and thank you for the call. Man, I love reminiscing. Kiki Vandaway is one of those guys that I remember, You know, like the Rangers, my first memory, Kelly Kissio, Darren Turcott, Tony Granado, Tomas Santrum. I always say like those are the guys that I remember first. With the Knicks, Kiki Vandaway is probably the first guy that I really remember. Um, but I would say Kiki Vandaway, Gerald Wilkins, I forget the exact year, but probably 89 tops, maybe 90, 91 more so with the Knicks. And anyway, the comparison that Tibbs made the other day was to the 90s Knicks. Not that they have the same group of guys or the same talent, but in the work ethic, in the idea that their best player in Brunson leads the way for the work ethic. Brunson has been great on the court, but his greatest attribute has been what he's provided as far as leadership goes and being a true leader of this group. They needed that, and Brunson provides it. You know, it's crazy to look at the schedule here with the Knicks now returning home to play Tuesday. They'll play Charlotte. And then they head on that road trip that we've been talking about for a while. The West Coast trip, Sacramento, Clippers, Lakers, Portland for four. Then home for Denver and Minnesota. I mean, you know, the countdown is on now to the postseason. What are you, 16 games left? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 16. Hey, I can count live on the air, I think. Anyway, and it's going to be a a fun stretch of games here, a challenging stretch of games, but the fact that they won these two on the road, you know, beating Brooklyn was one thing. Beating Boston and then Brooklyn, those were tough enough at home, but then to go into Miami and into Boston and get those wins, that sets them up nicely here this next week, where even if they won two of those games on the road. You know, take care of business against Charlotte at home and then go win, go split the road trip. You're in great shape. Somehow get three of these next five. Sam is calling from Cedarhurst. Good morning, Sam. Hey, what's up? I love this, Chiselle. Um, I, I first want to say I love Josh Hart. I love his addition to the team. What a dog. He brings that dog mentality to New York. I'm loving his play. Um, but I want to talk about R.J. Barrett. You know, I, I, I was busy, but I turned on the end of the game, and he literally d- didn't touch the ball. I think he put up one three. I think $120 million is a lot for, as you said, he's just like um, not rotational piece, but he's a contributor. $120 million is a lot of money, and um, he's like a statue. $120 million is a lot for a statue, and I think they, they only signed him for that much is because they haven't re-signed a lottery pick to their second contract in 20 years. I'm curious. Even if they do well in the playoffs, do you think there's a chance they move him? Because um, I feel like they get something better, maybe for cheaper. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I think there's a chance, but I don't think it's realistic at this point, Sam. And, you know, Barrett had himself, and thank you for the call, Barrett had himself a heck of a game. And one of the play, and, and look, maybe it's Tibbs' fault for not going to Barrett more in overtime because if you're going to have anybody isolate I'd rather have RJ try to attack the rim than have the ball in Randall's hands where he's going to get doubled or tripled and they're going to come steal it or force him to travel or him just chucking up a three I don't want that I'd rather have RJ Barrett attack the rim ideally without Brunson Barrett should be their closer but he can't shoot well enough and you know maybe they don't trust him enough uh, at this particular point. But he was open on a three. Not that he would have hit it. He was open on a three. Randall had an opportunity to pass it to him. He instead took the shot himself and missed it. And it was a bad shot. He wanted to be the hero. You could tell Randall wants to be the hero. I guess it's addicting. He knocked down that game winner in Miami. He wants more of that. And he did hit some big shots. 
but he should have gotten R.J. more involved. And it's hard to pick on R.J. Barrett when he had himself a good night. 29 points for Barrett. Did a little bit of everything. Got to the line. Got some boards. Hit a few threes. I would not be right now focused on the offseason and what you could get for R.J. Barrett. I also wouldn't be focused on the contract for R.J. Barrett. doesn't matter. You could make an argument that everybody is overpaid, where you have role players making these ridiculous salaries. And I'm not talking about just that they're making you know millions of dollars, but pound for pound. Like, how does player X get this much money when player Y gets that much money? But a player of Barrett's caliber... You know who Barrett will be equivalent to? Different sport, but a relevant topic. Daniel Jones. You look around at the league, and I know that you know, Barrett's not a star player, but he's he's an impactful player at times. And there's value in that, as opposed to just being a player that gives you nothing, where you've seen plenty of times before guys are clear role players or don't develop into anything. Well, that's not Barrett. He may not be on that top level of Knicks star. You know, I'm not going to talk about around the league. But he's not at the bottom either. And he could be a guy that could average 25 points a game. Right now he's at 19.4 points a game. I know we give him a lot of crap, but I think that's because of the high expectations. Barrett, though, has the potential on any given night to put in 30. And that's why he's getting paid the way that he is. And because he's continued to get better until this year, Barrett was growing each and every year as a player. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 